Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Afternoon Tune. I am your host, Josh, and with me are my two co-hosts. It's your boy, Chase. And it's your boy, Nick. Uh, and today we got a good show full of trailers. Uh, going to discuss the Mortal Kombat trailer. Uh, we're going to discuss the Zack Snyder Justice League trailer. Uh, the dropped new version of that trailer just dropped. Uh, Corella. Uh, we're also going to discuss that. Uh, Emma Stone uh, playing Corella Deville, Disney film. We're going to discuss that. That trailer just dropped. Uh, also going to discuss the news. Uh, Supergirl being um, going to be introduced in the Flashpoint film coming up. Um, we're going to have uh, Marvel talking about Marvel getting the rights back to Punisher and to Jessica Jones. Uh, from netflix uh we also got a movie review coming up going to discuss sia's film music um and we're also going to discuss of course like we always do uh <laughs> the latest episode of wandavision um as we always do every week how are you all doing doing all right how about you pretty good how are you doing nick i'm doing good uh got a haircut this past week from an actual barber which <laughs> which was uh which was nice. Uh, did some schoolwork. Uh, caught up. Caught up on all the stuff we need to watch for the show, which was fine until we got to music. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah. I didn't get the memo about yeah. getting haircuts and like looking nice for the show. I I'm just got that scruffy fro right now. I see you got yeah. your haircut too, Josh, with the with the little mustache trim. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Usually I rock the beard, but uh, I had drill <laughs> this weekend, so okay. Uh, oh, okay. okay. So I had to, had to cut the beard off uh, this weekend. So, yeah. So I'm I got the rocking the little Pepe Le Pew mustache right now. You know? <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it really doesn't matter anyway. Since I mean, I wear a mask. You look like you're about to harass a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah, obnoxious a French waiter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, or just a Me Too uh, uh, po- uh, skunk. So. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Pepe so, Pepe, Pepe, le, Pepe, let me too. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, he, he, know, he got away. You know what I mean? He, he was from the last holdover. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he got away with it. You know what I mean? Nobody's talking about it anymore. But I don't know. It was you know, a different time. People, it was a different time. Is what people, what people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. He might. You know, it still might happen. It's nobody's ever safe. You know what I mean? Like people yeah, no. from Twitter. They people still from can't Twitter. Call. Yeah, I mean, people from Twitter will you know go back and look at what he did, and he was like, "Can you believe he got away with this?" And it's just boom, starts trending. You know, it's like shit just happens like that. You know, like, hey, all of a sudden we, yeah, all, yeah, all yeah. of a sudden like ne- like next week we just see trending on Twitter hashtag me pew. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, because Pepe Le Pew, he was under what Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. So it's cancel Looney Tunes, cancel Warner Brothers. <laughs> you know, enjoy HBO Max subscription. Oh my god! Uh, cancel Space Jam too. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're gonna boycott Space Jam. Yeah, so it's gonna be. So you never know. Nobody's ever safe. Nobody's True. safe. True. No matter what All you did, it. no matter how long ago, you're not safe. Don't think you're safe. You know what but I mean? But I mean, like, as long as you just don't do shitty stuff, you're cool. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Billy Butcher had the best words to live by. Yeah. Don't be a word. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, you know, look at Sarah Silverman. She's getting dragged through the mud because what she did. What she, she did do a roast. Well, she did a roast to Britney Spears a long time ago, and then because now people are feeling bad for Britney Spears, now you know she's getting dragged, saying like, "Why were you so mean to Britney Spears back in the day?" You know, roasting her and things like that. So. 
Uh, I don't know the exact context of mm. that, but was the roast? Uh, well, was was that an actual like official Comedy Central roast? Yeah. Or was that just like uh, yeah? Was that just like curve, just writing trick. Okay, th in that case, that's the that situation where ev that's the situation where everybody knows exactly what they're there for. You don't that, go to a roast and expect like people to just talk nice about you for an hour and a half. I don't yeah. think Britney Spears was there though. Was she? Was she oh, there? I don't know. Hmm. I, I, um, I don't know. Listen, let me not say. You know, I don't know if Britney Spears was there, but I know they did a, a roast hmm. of Spears. Okay. Um, or something like that. So you know what I mean. When Sarah Silman did talk bad about her, uh, when she roasted her, I don't know if it was like an official roast. I think it was an official roast, or it could be. Um, no, I think it was just her doing stand up or something like that. What she was, roasting. Uh, okay, like that. yeah, she was doing stand up or something like that. What she was roasting her, so yeah, but so a lot of people were dragging that back up again and and then mm. saying that you know, why were you so mean to her back then? She she did, I think she did apologize for it. Um, she did say, like, I'm sorry, uh, so you know, <laughs> so like it's I said, you're never safe, don't ever think you're safe. <laughs> You know, I mean, even the joke that stupid. even the even the joke that she told it, it wasn't anything wasn't anything even that malicious. Like I'm I'm reading on the on in style. It was like I have a the joke quoted. It's like uh, 25 years old and she's already accomplished everything she's ever going to accomplish in her life. She jokes. She's a mother. It's crazy. It's weird to think that just a few years ago on this very show, she was this like sweet innocent little girl in slutty clothes riding around with a python mm. she continued have you seen <laughs> britney's kids oh my god they are the most adorable mistakes you will ever see mm. it's fucked yeah. but i mean that's that's comedy <laughs> that's pretty good yeah yeah it's pretty it's... good i mean i mean of course i mean, I mean britney who... probably didn't feel good about it i mean she the one getting joked about but you know. yeah. probably not i see yeah. the thing with com comedians i it's not that i don't think that they shouldn't be accountable for their words it's more so a matter of i take it from a different lens i'm assuming that mm. their intent is never malicious when they're making these jokes right um, yeah that I, that that's kind of where i'm at it's like um like you can say whatever you want just as long as you know the intent is not malicious if you're just using your jokes to cut somebody down then yeah go fuck yourself yeah. unless you're cutting down a really awful awful person in which case yeah go ahead yeah, yeah. so yeah. i mean i don't know it, it's none of my business i don't really care sarah silverman not paying my bills to defend her so <laughs> i mean there's a rule in there's a rule so, i mean there's a rule in comedy you, you want <laughs> i mean the rule in comedy is you never punch down yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean she was definitely punching up at the time so yeah <laughs> uh but yeah i mean it's, it's it's just you know things like that it's just you know like they they always come back around um but oh i forgot to mention we got some good news big 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 news good news big big news mm -hmm. rush limbaugh is still dead big news <laughs> that's great i've been playing hades and i've been looking for him <laughs> let's go rush limbaugh dead still let's go let's get it crab dance yeah still dead ah oh, yeah thank god good riddance all right. All right. Bubbles, Lovely. get in here. Oh, <laughs> All right, let me, let me play. Let me play one tap of bubbles. Let me go. Let's go. Let's go, bubbles. <laughs> yeah, there you go, bubbles. <laughs> right, there we go. Man. Thank God. Good riddance. 
Oh man, that song that is fun to listen to. Yeah. That is a good song, especially when uh good moments such as that happens. Uh yeah. Mm. <laughs> yep. Nor- normally I'm normally I'm I'm of the camp to you know try not to speak ill of the dead. However, when that man has spent his entire life sowing hate, voting hate speech, just was the used his million dollar platform to make do what he can to make the world worse. Yeah. Fuck you. And then also yeah. have the nerve to I, get a medal. He got a medal. I pity the maggots that have to eat his rotting corpse. Yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna get sick. <laughs> you know. Oh man. But yeah, uh, just go, just going on having the AIDS corner where he would read and out the names yeah. of, of men and women who would pass away from AIDS celebrating that. Yeah. Like fuck you. Yeah, I mean, really just detestable human being. I mean, whenever and, anybody on whether they were on the left or liberal Whenever they died, he would be making jokes and and like having a ball about it. So I don't know where yeah, any, I don't know why anybody on the left hand side of politics would even would even attempt to try to hold his name in reverence. Like I'm seeing all these things yeah. on MSM or, treat- or NBC treating him like oh he he was he was this uh, pioneer or some shit. Like no, he was an asshole. Mm. Let's just he was yeah. an asshole with a microphone. Let's let's keep it a buck. I mean, pioneer yes. for what? Like bringing Republicans even more fucking crazy? Like, like yeah, I guess that I, exactly. I mean, if if you got if you there. look at his if if you look at history, if Rush Limbaugh doesn't exist, we never would have gotten a President Trump. Yeah, because everything that Trump did in his 2016 campaign, it was just building off of everything Rush Limbaugh had been doing for the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Conspiracy he theories, bigotry. You know, I mean, that's just that's kind of what's his brain. He's one of the valid. first, one of the initial uh, COVID nineteen deniers, just spouting all sorts of factually wrong information about it. I mean, he denied a lot of things. There was a hurricane going on that he denied. What mid hurricane? <laughs> he was outside <laughs> <laughs> in the hurricane, saying that oh, this ain't nothing. <laughs> like, no, he he was a joke. He was he was a terrible yep. human being. Yeah, okay. one of the biggest attractors of the Rodney King uh, beating. Yeah, no, he's good. Thank God he's gone. Trash. Keep, keep taking him out, honestly. 2021. Yeah. I, mean, if, I mean, if there's, <laughs> if there is a hell, hopefully he is, you know, burning hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully the, from the flames of Scorpion, just like yeah. from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, yeah. Yeah, it's been a, rock, a while since I read Dante's Inferno, but the eighth circle is for frauds, right? <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know, so I mean, yeah, just yeah, bad. I heard, guy, I heard they updated Doom so where you could find him in hell. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody should mod that in uh, Doom, the PC version. Yeah, just mod in a version of Rush Limbaugh in there. Yeah, uh, that's the only what time I'm modding him into the. What about modding him into The Last of Us Two and just have just does <laughs> any oh, yeah. just death you can do on somebody. <laughs> I mean, I'm cool with that too. I yo, you know what I used to do? Random story. Um, mm. Remember that WWE game back in the day? Mm. Which one? Um, like 2005. You got a point there. There was a lot of WWE. There were a lot of WWE games. Do you have any idea how little that narrows it down? Well, though. Well, I, so there was 
one of the ones one of the first ones where you could create your own characters i mm, would okay what i would love to do would be i would create characters for people that i hated and i'd beat them up with my character <laughs> um and i and i spent like at least a good like two years just doing that it oh, got wow. a, a lot of aggression and i feel like more <laughs> people should do that <laughs> Uh, oh, hey, the world uh, would be a much better place. A lot, a lot more serotonin. Uh, oh, Nick, you finally got your shirt there. Oh, yep, finally got my uh, Fear the Maverick. Fear the Maverick. Yay. Yep. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, her fight got uh, canceled last minute due to some uh, health complications from Jillian Robertson. But uh, well, that's the fight game. Shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. Fear the Maverick literally put the fear into. <laughs> Jill Robertson. <laughs> so much so she got sick. See, yeah. I was gonna make those jokes, but she could beat me up, so I'm not yeah. going to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just uh yeah, uh speedy yeah, just wish speedy recovery to yeah. Robertson and yeah. uh, uh quick turnaround for Maverick, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and hopefully Absolutely. they do get to fight. Um Yeah. Yeah, let me let me stop talking shit. I want to be the new Rush Limbaugh. Let me start. Let me you know, Jillian will definitely <laughs> kick your ass too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jillian, Jillian's uh, uh, is a badass in her own right. It, it uh, would have been a very tough fight for Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah you, it, you, it is kind of cool. Her last name is Maverick. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I know. It's like you have a built-in nickname already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like when I first met her, I didn't even believe that was her last name. It was like, yeah, I'm uh I'm Miranda Ma Maverick. <laughs> Fuck out of here. What's your real last name? Yeah. Yeah, I was oh, I, I, well, oh, like shit. when you first mentioned her, I was just like, "Oh, is that her stage name?" <laughs> <laughs> no. It was it was like when Spider-Man met Doctor Strange in Infinity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're using our made-up name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. oh, in that case, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, um, all right, so let's get into these uh, these trailers here, people. Uh, let's discuss the yeah. We uh, got a trifecta, some good ones this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll start with the I'll start with the oldest one uh, to newest here. So I'll go with the Snyder Justice League trailer here. Um, the Snyder Justice League trailer. Um, is about what everybody kind of predicted it would be, you know, more situations where it's operatic music. Um, you know, thank God he's not he's not using yep. Hallelujah again. So hey. it's a different song, you know. Yep, yep. Here's yeah, here's a here's Bubbles' impression of uh, a Zack Snyder character. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> looking <Yeah>. away broodingly, <laughs> wondering how what the hell is going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but hey, I and actually liked it. I didn't expect to like it. Yes, this yeah, this trailer. It, I will give Zack Snyder this. He knows how to cut a trailer. Yeah, because I think he's he's one of the few directors in in Hollywood that always that always got final cut at least on the trailer. Mm, so correct. stuff like stuff like Watchmen, the trailers for Three Hundred, even the trailers for Batman v Superman. I was hyped for all those movies purely on the trailer. Yeah, yeah. No, mm. I was I was literally almost sold like maybe maybe they were right. Maybe there is a Snyder cut oh, out there that was so different from what we saw in theaters. And until yeah, and, the, <laughs> and the cool thing about the cool thing about this trailer, it's not selling you on yeah, this is the same movie you saw three, four years ago at this point. They mm. were selling a movie with a completely different tone. There's uh scenes we hadn't seen before. Um 
the like stuff with the nightmare sequence that's mm. supposed to lead into sequels is getting expanded on dark sides actually appearing in this which yeah i i was kind of hating on the design for him in the first trailer but here it actually looks pretty cool yeah. uh you also see characters like desad and granny goodness in the background yeah. however <laughs> the trailer had me until one one moment at the very end mm. well, you, so know, get it. you know we want to know where we live in where do we live where where do we live bubbles we live in a society <laughs> you know um so just going through the trailer um and actually talking about one of my favorite moments from the trailer um you know absolute the brilliance of that scene uh, uh you know because i mean you know people keep clowning that scene but they have yet to refute the idea that we do Motherf live in society. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. You know what I mean? You, you, you pontificating motherfucker. <laughs> people, people have yet to really refute that idea that we do live in society. I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> fuck you. You know, Jerry, I mean, Jared, Jerry Leto's Joker <laughs> is technically correct. We do, in fact, live in a society, even though that was in the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, those were the apocalypse, uh, 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 not flashbacks, but flash forwards, right? If I'm not yeah, mistaken, that, 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 yeah, that was the earth. That was the earth. Uh, ten years after COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was like the well, because that was like a dream sequence. So in like yeah, in Batman, yeah. Superman, that was a, that was a that was a dream sequence in Batman v Superman. That when you watch the movie, even in the the ultimate edition, that scene just kind of comes out of nowhere. See, yeah. I'm pretty sure that I, I I read this somewhere that Zack Snyder's plan was for us to sort of get a, a sort of injustice sort of storyline where mm. Superman becomes evil. Oh, um, so mm. people that, do like injustice. People do like that story. Yeah. So I mean, the second the story of the first game is weak as hell, but the second game, the second game, the story is actually legitimately good and that's a that's a really interesting elseworld story yeah so i mean i don't know the full vision of the man because he is a mad lad um but <laughs> uh the, I, he, he is a mad the, he is a I'm, mad lad he is a mad lad who i i just watched a couple videos breaking down some of his movies and a common theme in all of them is that the that the hero is that the so-called heroic characters are always as being stupid for being heroic. Mm. It's always the it's always the like asshole out for themselves guys that are the heroes of his movies. Mm. Which why would you make that guy in charge of Superman? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, kudos to him. He has a cult. Um so yeah. shout out to them that they finally Shit. get what he, they want. It's so he's a getting he's he is getting a very rare opportunity in Hollywood. He left the original uh, theatrical release due to just about the worst circumstances a human being can go through. Yeah. And years later, he is getting his chance to show off his vision of what he wanted this movie to be, which is something not a lot of directors get to do. Yeah, no, that's so, true. I mean, I'll, so. So for better or worse, good for him. Yeah, and like he had the keys to the entire uh, cinematic universe. So you know, 
just the, just the off that off that you know shout out to him uh i know that was probably hard especially you know going through what he went through right. um hmm. so you know for him I, I i do hope that this movie proves me wrong um but none of us are looking forward to watching a bad movie we're yeah we're i'm hoping for the best at, at least if I feel like I've become less of a canon queen as far as the DC universe goes. Mm. So I'm curious more than anything to see how this movie plays out. All four hours of... <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, that's the problem. So I want like... to... I, well, I just want to ask you two uh, a question and get your perspective on it. So do you think mm -hmm. the excitement of this film is actually genuinely like oh we're excited to see more justice league or do you think it's a cult of personality just around zach snyder that people are excited for because like you there said is. chase he does uh, i think movie. it's i think it i think it's a bit of both i i feel like a lot of like uh one half of the camp is because it's uh because it's all a zach snyder's fans saying yay we're finally getting uh getting a decent version and the other half is kind of like okay we saw this we saw the theatrical cut of justice league and just how much of a frankenstein's monster of a movie that was mm. that was just two two directors uh visions that were just clashing and it's so obvious to tell who did what scene when and where mm. and we're at least i think people are more so looking forward to getting a cohesive version uh, an actual cohesive ver film version of the justice league mm. yeah now because yeah. because even 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 uh going back to 2017 i was excited for the movie because i i really liked parts of batman v superman i liked everything with uh ben affleck and uh yeah. and with gal gadot it was just how how he handled superman which left just kind of a sour taste in my mouth and how he handled lex luther which yeah ugh, hopefully that Hopefully he doesn't appear in this movie. Oh god. Um yeah. and now, all the stuff it. all the casting stuff surrounding that which got me excited like JK Simmons playing Commissioner Gordon. I was curious to see how that would play out. Yeah. yeah. Now believe it or not, people do actually like Batman vs Superman. People actually do yeah. like Man of Steel. Like these these are movies yeah. that have their sort of like little cults uh yeah. that Grace will, Randolph, yeah. That will <laughs> I like literally fight. Yeah, I was I, in on yeah, the I will street. say I liked, <laughs> I liked, yeah, I like two thirds of Man of Steel. I and yeah. I even like, <laughs> and I even, I, I even like, like I think all in all about thirty total minutes of Batman v Superman. Mm. So for them, I hope that this movie is everything that they hope for and more. Um, for me, I just hope it's good and palatable. Um, that's all, that's all I could ask for, because like I know from past experiences, seeing uh, a, a Zack Snyder trailer of any sorts usually <laughs> blows me out the water, except for the Hallelujah joint, which I know that, yes, I know that was his daughter's song, but it, I, I just wish he picked a better version. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that was uh, at least a better, at least a better version of the song. Yeah, that Didn't fit. he use... Didn't he use Leonard Cohen's version? He used Leonard Cohen's version. Uh, he did. It didn't work. Yeah, it that was didn't. Leonard Cohen's initial version of Hallelujah that he used. I think Damn. he wanted to use that in Watchmen, and you know, for obvious reasons, the estate chose not to. 
it didn't but they work. accepted it on this it didn't work <laughs> it didn't work and plus he has the keys so i i mean like i don't know why he has the keys but he has the keys and now and uh, i well, respect that's kind of that's kind of like why i'm i'm like hesitant to to look forward to this because because mm. this movie it was supposed to supposedly going to set up uh because i remember hearing that Zack Snyder initially wanted to do Justice League as a two-part film. So, mm. <clears throat> so this movie was going to be set up sequels, which are not going to happen. Zack Snyder's last chance to make a DC movie, so mm. what's the fucking point? Besides just showing off, okay, this is the version I wanted to release f- four years ago. Mm. Well, we'll I see. guess, I mean, like you said, there is a demand for it. It increases people interested in HBO Max viewership. Yeah um get more subscribers to it uh because the movies hbo max has been coming out with um i can't think of anyone that's been really great except i guess well i guess the fresh prince one i thought was really great that was the documentary they did uh, yeah the fresh prince movie uh judas and the black messiah was yeah, really yeah. good i was about judas, to say um yeah. but they've had a lot and more misses I, and did. i actually and i actually really liked uh lockdown the 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 Chiwetel Ejiofor and Half. Whoa, movie. you like that? Really liked that? It was I. Yeah, I like that movie. We reviewed Wait, it. Wait, what? Wait, what? Hold on. Yeah, no, I no, like no. that. Why movie. are you surprised? We reviewed it. Do you not? <laughs> I thought y'all didn't like it. What the hell? Yeah, y'all like that? <laughs> no, I, I, I remember y'all like the movie. I never said it was good. I said it was I. Like, wow, I yeah, I like the movie. It was comfort I food. I don't fully hate it. There were parts of it really? that were good. You oh, fully okay. hate the movie. Okay, you, you moving, found nothing moving, redeemable. Moving on. Back, anyway, back, back, back to the back to the fucking Snyder cut. Yeah, no, we'll, right. we'll handle you later. We'll, t- we'll, right. we'll talk about. Um, it later. So, so going through the trailer. So, like you said, you see. So, this movie's supposed to have a lot more additions. Um, like we were, we heard about when the movie was coming out, and then it got switched to Joss Whedon. So you have Dark Side in this, which we heard was supposed to be in the movie originally. Um, you see Granny Goodness there. Uh, I don't know who's playing Granny Goodness. I think it's just a stand-in. I don't think they said it. I think. Uh, yeah, it looks like a stand-in. I think they were trying to go for Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn yeah. Christie. Uh, she's too young. Brienne of Darth. You know, um, Kathy Bates would be a good Granny Goodness. You know, oh yeah, she'd be a good granny goodness. You see, um, <laughs> more Steppenwolf, like he ha- kind of has a completely new design, kind of like uh, <laughs> this all gold armor design. You see, so you see the battle. Yeah, of the... Looks like uh, Zack Snyder went to the Michael Bay school of designing CG villains. <laughs> yeah, you know, like a Power Rangers vision, like Goldar. It looks my looks like Goldar. Um, you see the Battle of the Amazons, which we also heard about that they were going to do like this huge, so more expanded stuff that we saw kind of glimpses of, yeah. like Nick mentioned, like the whole fantasy sequence, a dream sequence that Batman had that came out of nowhere. You see a lot more of the expanded scene of that, a lot more stuff mm. of that. Uh, so and you know, and supposedly other characters uh, coming back that were cast, but we didn't really get to see like Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke, uh, Amber Heard's Mira coming back in the Nightmare sequence, Cyborg, hopefully um, actually getting something to do. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I don't think he's ever he's ever going to come back, so you better enjoy, you better enjoy this one. <laughs> and, uh, enjoy uh, this. Pr- yeah. Yeah, enjoy uh, this press right now. Yeah, uh, Kirsty Clemens, she's gonna be uh, Iris West. Uh, she's gonna be in this. We saw we saw her initially in like the first Justice League trailer, not the, the Snyder cut, but when Justice League first was supposed to be released. I think we saw yeah. a glimpse of her. Yeah, she was in. I think she was in one of the initial trailers. 
yeah, yeah. so she so she's gonna see her in this um as iris west i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know if that flash movie is ever gonna come out uh because they've been talking about they've been talking about doing that flash movie for like what like five years eight years and they now. get a new director every week <laughs> yeah um uh, but I, I saw an well, interview. well they finally they finally started shooting it now and they've settled on any Massetti, which yeah. i think is an interesting choice yeah. i don't know if it's gonna pan out because i feel like a lot of the success of uh, the first it movie at least was just how good the source material was mm, mm. Mm. i mean Mm, well it's harder with um, comic books i feel like i feel like adapting comic books mm. is harder but um we'll, well speaking of uh, speaking... is an interesting story but yeah um <laughs> well since we're talking about flashpoint anyway uh we can discuss that supergirl um yeah. has been cast um is gonna be mm. cast and she's going to be in the flashpoint movie uh what do you all think about that in terms of do you think the movie will be too crowded you know do you think the film you know because you already have like supposedly like all these you know like michael keaton's gonna be in the film as older batman you know he's possibly gonna be traveling to different dimensions i mean where do you think she'll fit in supergirl well, in this film if if he's Ooh. traveling to different dimensions then i think it makes sense you know yeah traveling <laughs> to different dimension when you're introducing a multiverse you kind of have free reign to do whatever casting you want because yeah. Uh, yes, uh, Kaye, I, I hope that's how you pronounce her name. I, yep, uh, if you ever listen to this, uh, I'm bad. <laughs> uh, but I don't know a lot of her acting resume. She is a gorgeous actress, and she mm -hmm. was like really excited because I think the casting was announced on like an Instagram live post that Annie Muschietti, uh, uh, posted. It was like, uh, congratulations, you're our supergirl. Which well, is an interesting because 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 uh, her character is kind of in the same place as the Flash is because yeah. we've had uh, this television version played by Melissa Benoist for uh, the past five years. We have something to compare it to, just like we do with Ezra Miller's Flash with Greg mm. Gustin. Mm. And it'd be kind of interesting to see how they play with the multiverse in that because in Crisis on Infinite Earths, that uh, that uh, the crossovers on the CW. Ezra Miller actually appeared as his Flash. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm wondering if they just referenced that in this Flashpoint movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I, that would be interesting. I wonder if they're ever going to, if they are going to briefly go into the Arrowverse in this movie. It makes sense. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's all about balance, really. Like just giving her something mm. to do uh, for however long she's in it and making sure that she is an impactful character that kind of helps uh yeah. very mm. learn. i mean uh, do I you think it's something. weird that they have a, a white superman and then she's gonna be she looks latina and then she's gonna be playing supergirl you think that's weird? i don't give a fuck no, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah i'm i'm not ex i'm not really canon queen anymore it's kind of yeah. like with with casting as as long as there's nothing in that character's background that says they have to be this race mm. i do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, and I mean, it's a. It, I'm assuming that her Supergirl is going to be in a different uh, dimension, so they have full right. range to cast universe, her. However, yeah. it, it, universe, it'd be yeah. different if, if it'd be different if they suddenly announced that, you know, uh, we're casting Jonah Hill as Black Lightning. Yeah, it'd be way different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Super, Supergirl is kind of like a. 
Like she's not, I mean, I don't want to say she's not recognizable because at this point she is at least a B-list hero. Yeah, she's B-list. Um, yeah, but... she, she, she's, she's also another character that's supposed to represent um, pretty much just another version of Superman, truth, justice, yeah. and the American way. And just with America the way it is now, it doesn't, American way doesn't necessarily mean white. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. American Way is very much growing to be Hispanic. So. Yeah. Um, um, so this is from Deadline here. Um, so uh, Sasha Kaylee um, or Kyla. Um, so she's the young and the reckless, reckless uh, young and the restless star. Yeah. Uh, day, that... Daytime Emmy nominee. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 She got. No, I mean, it is for daytime. Uh, for, for, <laughs> daytime for, Emmy nominee. Uh, Shit. Emmy is an Emmy. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I was gonna. I was gonna say like my only. My only worry is like how good of an actress she is because she's been on soaps for for however long she's been on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Soaps yeah. are. Because I, I mean I, I I know soaps vicariously because I'll just walk in <laughs> on my on my mom and she's watching them, um, mm. and. I mean, in the hands of a in the hands of a lesser <laughs> director than Andy Muschietti, I'd be a little more worried. But yeah. he he got he. But even uh even his weakest film, Mama, it still managed to have really good performances from all the actors. That's true. Mm. He could bring um, it, he could bring it out of her. So, so this is true. from uh, the director, uh, Andy Muschietti. Uh, he said, I saw more than 400 auditions. The talent pool was truly amazing, and it was very hard to make a decision, but we finally found an actress who's destined to play this role. Uh, can you imagine looking at 400 auditions? Wow. That is... I couldn't imagine... Like, that sounds fucking mind-numbing. Uh, no. Especially, um, like, having to decide, all right, no, no. He's not doing it right. And, <laughs> and I, also like that, I also like that they're not going for for a-list or what we would typically expect to cast for girl yeah but i like that they're they're like uh not going with what we'd expect as far as casting goes yeah because yeah. some people likened it to gail godot being cast as wonder woman like nobody knew who she was before wonder woman they gave her the role <laughs> and I she see that. and they knocked it you know she knocked it out of the park you know for what it was and what they gave her and what she had to do you know she, i don't think gail godot is the strongest actress to say the least but i think you know she is good as wonder woman <laughs> yeah no She's she fits good. the part she's a good rule i mean she's a good wonder woman um now so i the, think that's honestly the best way to do it because like a, mm. you know um yeah. a, if, if if every if every movie was casted by uh fan casting or fan dreams it'd probably be shit. yeah <laughs> um so final word on the snyder trailer so does this make you more or less excited to see the see it on hbo max what i'm a, i still uh, sort of feel the same way uh but you know it it was a great trailer um i just hope it's good i don't want to shit on it mm. okay yeah um uh, i i'd say yeah it's a, it's a really good trailer but Zack snyder even if he's been more of a so-so filmmaker he knows how to cut a trailer mm. yeah. uh, all right uh, so, uh, moving on from discussing the Snyder Cut Justice League trailer, we're going to discuss Cruella, uh, the film starring Emma Stone, Disney film. Very much a lot of people, a lot of people kind of liken it to vibes of Harley Quinn, Joker. Do you all get that yeah, I think, vibes? Yeah, it? I think, shit, I think whoever cut the Joker trailer is going to sue. <laughs> <laughs> like, you motherfucker! <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, I can see um, it, but yeah, I could see comparisons to Joker, to uh, to to Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, and like the style, how it's filmed, and the use of music in the trailer. I but, mean, so as long as the stakes aren't too corny, I'm I'm cool with it because it's like yeah, this it's it's interesting, which yeah. is more than I can say for a lot of the live action Disney remakes, but. Uh, the reason I'm excited for this is because this is directed by Craig Lesby, mm. and one of his previous movies was I, Tanya. Mm. Oh, um, Margot Robbie movie about Tanya Harding. And that was another movie where you dealt with a whole cast of unlikable, despicable people. Mm. And I'm kind of expecting this movie to be a, a softer-edged version of that. Mm. The biggest mistake you could do with Cruella de Vil is make her a is make her a sympathetic protagonist yeah. like the best decision you can make is keep her fucking evil this is a woman who wanted to murder puppies for a coat yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. yeah. I mean in the way emma stone is looking in this trailer she's got me thinking like well maybe murdering those puppies ain't so bad huh? you know maybe, maybe she was doing the right <laughs> thing you know it was cold she would need look to in her eye look in her eyes and say murdering puppies ain't a bad thing Look Sim. at her. Uh, well, Sim. not when it's done. By, not Look when, at her. Not when it's done by Emma. Look Stone. at her. Sim. You know, I'm sorry, Sim. Bubbles. You know, you know what I mean. Not, not when it's done by Emma Stone. You know what I mean. And she's got the nice British accent going. And I, was, I mean, she's I looking pretty good. British accent isn't bad. That's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, the, the the fashion of it is also has me very interested. Uh, you know, the yeah, it's going back to like the it's going back to like the Beatles era, the British invasion. Yeah. Uh, that's that type of style. What do you call? It's called a mod, right? Like kind of mod, mod. Yeah, mod era fashion. Mm. Mod, yeah. Very much like Twiggy was a big person to come out of British fashion back then, like in the sixties, seventies. Mm. You know, Twiggy at that time mm. uh, with the mod fashion. And, uh, so, I mean, just from that alone has me kind of interested. Like the whole look of it. Yeah. yeah the look. Yeah, I, I like uh, who they have directing it with Craig Gillespie and one of the writers, uh, Craig Mazin, who wrote one of my favorite movies from a couple years ago, The Favorite, which was another movie with Emma Stone, which, uh, again, movie dealing with unlikable characters. Which, mm. yeah, I I was I was less curious before I saw the trailer. Yeah. yeah I mean, no, I, it, when, I, when I first heard of it, I was just kind of like, why is this why is this happening why is this existing why is emma stone backed into the film uh <laughs> like what <laughs> what made what made them think that this was a good idea and now after seeing this trailer i'm kind of just like all right like there's actually kind of an interesting direction they're going with it uh i just hope that it's not too corny but you know uh we'll see yeah. mm. i mean live action disney could use a win right now they really could they really could <laughs> oh, Paul, Wa uh, Paul Walter Hauser is also in this film. He was also in I, Tanya. Oh, okay. So he's probably, uh, I think, I, I didn't see him in the trailer. Oh, actually, I did. Yeah, he's, yeah, I think he, he's, one, of he's one of, uh, yeah, he's one of Cruella's henchmen. Mm. Oh, that makes perfect. He's a, he's a good, yeah, slow motherfucker, too. <laughs> he plays a good slow guy really well. Um, like when he was in Cobra Kai, uh, when he was in Black Klansman as one of the... the Shit, even Richard Jewell. <laughs> Yeah, Richard Jewell. I remember there was a scene that made me laugh in uh, uh, Black Klansman. There's a scene where they're at the dinner party, 
and then he's holding a wine glass. You know how everybody holds it kind of gently. He's got his whole fist around the the, <laughs> the wine glass, like he's an ape or something like that. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is a yeah. I think it, it sparks interest. Do you think the bar is low for these Disney kind of remakes now that we're just accepting? Like, oh, it just looks mildly different. I mean, so that means that you know we're kind I mean, of Mulan. I mean, fucking Lion King and Mulan just kind of lowered the bar to where just basic competence is acceptable now for the live action remakes. And yeah. to be fair, like this, this was actually a good trailer. Like you know, like I'm not going to yeah. sit here and say like, oh, the like if the trailer was more average, then yeah, I'd be like, eh, yeah, no, we're just putting it, we're just putting up with it. But mm. no, this is actually a pretty good trailer. I don't know how. Yeah they can make this a good story but we'll see <laughs> i don't i don't know how they can make this a good story unless they're willing to go darker than disney would allow yeah yeah so i mean when when the movie because, comes out again when the again, movie comes your out, protagonist you're asking the audience to to sympathize with a woman who wants to murder puppies well yeah. i i don't i don't think i don't know or at least i hope the movie doesn't ask you to sympathize with her i hope it more so kind of at uh at, um kind of not that asks, it asks you to goes, empathize with her she well, goes no, up no no no, no, no. I, maybe just she goes up against a bigger villain just make her entertaining to watch yeah. without killing mm. puppies on screen yep do 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 <laughs> like you do with do like you do with walking phoenix's joker you always have yeah. sympathy for you always have empathy for arthur yeah. you don't have sympathy Fuck Arthur Fleck. Yeah, high key. <laughs> uh, or maybe she just goes up against somebody who's even a bigger asshole than she is, and mm. you like, you know, even though you hate both the people, you go like, okay, well, I really want you to take her down because she's even bigger asshole than what you are. Uh, and now, it looks like it, it could be kind of like a rags to riches kind of thing, which yeah. maybe she's treated, you know what I mean? So, and she kind of rises through the ranks of the Cut. fashion community of of sixties London yeah now i don't want them to go too deep like joker which is why i don't want them to i i don't like the comparison because i don't think that this mm. the character that could really really go that deep with unless you go dark which i don't mm. think disney would mm. i don't think the mouse is signing the check for anything dark um <laughs> aside from <laughs> our, our actually no i take that back after the recent wandavision episode but you know <laughs> they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna go they're not gonna go to david fincher levels of arc yeah, yeah 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 they're not um they're not and it's not gonna say anything deep or profound or anything it's, but yeah. i'm looking forward to at least give me a corella that is a charismatic uh protagonist that is fun to watch like yeah, yeah. like a fun evil to watch you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. that's all i'm looking for and then also a yeah. kingdom hearts announcement through her uh for the multiverse cinematic <laughs> multiverse <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't put it uh, past disney or or nomura <laughs> did they say so did they say this is going to be released on disney plus yeah okay, yes so they yeah. said disney plus i don't know if they're going to do the premiere access like they did with milan okay as of yet so this is coming out. Knock on wood. Hope not to pay for it. Okay. Uh, this is coming out May twenty eighth. So not that not that far away. Mm. Pretty close. Um, it's coming out. So okay. nice. I'm I, I'm interested. You know, it did spark interest, which is nice. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. good. 
All right, so moving on from discussing Cruella, I'm uh, going to discuss the Mortal Kombat trailer. The trailer just dropped uh, about a few days ago. Uh, very exciting trailer. Got people really, really hyped for it. Uh, finally, this is kind of the first R-rated uh, Mortal Kombat, live-action Mortal Kombat movie. Because the other two were mm-hmm. PG-13, uh, which is yeah, one big pa- thing. Yeah, Paul W.S. Anderson's movie was PG-13, and whatever the fuck Annihilation was was also PG-13. <laughs> So, Which is like, uh, how do you look at the game Mortal Kombat and say, yeah, we can make that PG thirteen? <laughs> well, got to sell, got to sell, you know, got to sell more tickets. You know, appeal to thirteen mm. year olds who are playing the game, so you can't do that. It's like, you gotta well, make this, you gotta make this a four quadrant movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we live in a different world now. We live in a society. Yeah, Fuck off. Society. Uh, you know, kids, kids are exposed to porn at like ten. You know what I mean? You know, like it's your yeah, kids. The stuff they see on the internet, the stuff they say on the internet, it's just it, the world. Fucking so little Timmy, rec- fucking little Timmy recognizes a Bella Danger in the streets. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah. So it, it, the yeah. world is is effed. You we know? live in a we live in a society. <laughs> um, but so how much do you all know about the Mortal Kombat lore? How much do you know about the history of Mortal Kombat? Just like with the characters and everything like that. How much do you know? I know the shit's stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like most of my knowledge is very surface level, but um, I, I don't know. It's like uh, it Shang sounds... Sun. He he like recruits warriors from all different dimensions to fight yeah. in a tournament, and like the winner gets the power to like save or destroy the world. I don't. I don't fucking know. Which okay. sort of sounds like how I remember playing it because I haven't <laughs> played the played the uh, recent one, but back in the day. I do remember just like there being multiple timelines and yeah different well in the versions of characters right in the in the newest game they did the old you know story trick of time reversal yeah so they so they did that you know time travel they did that one so you know i'm a casual mortal kombat fan i've been playing the new game like it a lot recommend people to check it out if nobody has checked it out yet they've added a lot more characters to it that have been pretty fun a lot more it's 80s throwback stuff like terminator robocop <laughs> you know rambo you know was playing in it as well so a lot of 80s throwback kind of stuff which is fun so from my understanding and i'm gonna if somebody comes on because i supposed to have somebody come on who's a real real big fan of mortal kombat plays the game all the time uh i play it with him all the time as well and he beats your ass no, he doesn't beat my he beats ass. Your ass doesn't he? <laughs> no, no, no. He beats your ass, doesn't he? Josh no, sucks at all fighting no, games. No, I don't. Yeah, uh, we're gonna you know, we're gonna do a money match. Me and Chase on stream. You know, uh, fighters and smash money oh, match. Okay. I guarantee you that. Watch, watch. Okay, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Surely, okay. but uh, um, see. but so from my understanding, so Shao Kahn is the big bad of the video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he does is okay. he goes around to all these different worlds and he conquers them. And uh, in order for him not to conquer them, they have to fight in a tournament. So if he, you know, if these fighters, if he wins, then that world ends up getting conquered and they have to serve now Shao Kahn. Shang Tsung works under Shao Kahn as a person who's like mm-hmm. his, you know, uh, you know, mystic guy. And he also is a person who, who works under him doing things like that. Uh, so I was listening to a breakdown uh, from the director of the film, uh, and he was going through all the trailer, IGN breakdown, the director. He was talking about how, so you see in the trailer, you see uh, Scorpion. Uh, mm. You see a very obvious Scorpion. Who's the guy playing uh, Scorpion? Uh, uh, Hiroyuki Sonata is uh, Scorpion. He's uh, 
um if if i had to like draw a comparison he's essentially like uh john claude van damme type for japan mm. except a better actor here mm. okay because i've seen him in a lot of stuff like he was in the season of uh westworld yeah he, he was in westworld he was in uh, avengers endgame Yes, mm. he was in Avengers Endgame in that short sequence when he was fighting Hawkeye oh. in Japan. Okay. He was in that. Uh, so yeah, they and and actually did all the sword fighting in both. Huh. Mm. Oh, very nice, very cool. Um, so uh, with this one, you see how he's fighting when he's not the Scorpion as we know him to be yet. And mm. the directors said that this is going to be pretty much the beginning of the film establishing the rivalry between scorpion and between sub-zero mm. establishing mm. that that kind of that 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 kind of rivalry there so that's kind of going to be the beginning of the film and we also get uh background information on how jack's got his arms <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like, oh, no! I can't pick up ashtrays! I don't remember that in the video games, but I liked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Jax lost his it, arms it, in a different way in the, okay. in the Mortal Kombat video game timeline, if I'm not mistaken. I, yeah, I don't know how, but he's lost his arms in a different way. Go ahead. He go. always ends up losing his arms, and it, it's even funnier because, um, again, it's Makad Brooks who's playing Jax uh, uh, in this, and he was in one of the greatest bad movies of the last year, A Fall from Grace. Mm. We got that mm. iconic line of him screaming, Ashtray, bitch! <laughs> yeah. uh, now, no ashtrays. No <laughs> ashtray for him. Yeah, no arms, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> arms, bitch! <laughs> but... Uh, but so, so in, this, in this film, you have uh, Sonya Blade, you got Jax Briggs, you got Liu Kang, you got Kung Lao, Lord Raiden, Kano, Shang Tsu, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Melina, Cabal, uh, uh, Nitre. Uh, uh, so you got a lot of the big recognizable names. A lot of people also saying you've got hmm. one of the most biggest people of this entire franchise, and that is Johnny Cage. Hmm. Uh, so some people were saying, hmm. you know, you know, maybe they're saving him for the next film, possibly if this is good, you know, turns out to be a big success that maybe he's going to be in the next film some people are speculating with the new character played by lewis tan cole young mm. that he might turn into johnny cage like mm. he might you know get famous and then because in this film he plays like a washed up cage fighter mm. who has like this birthmark of the mortal kombat uh insignia on his chest uh, so what do you think is all if you had any kind of speculations with this kind of audience avatar character cole young uh... what do you all think is gonna happen with this game. i i think if they actually brought johnny cage into this and they cast a white dude you would have gotten the controversy of oh you're bringing a, a white savior to overshadow this primarily asian cast that you have in this mortal kombat movie mm. Mm. okay I, I think i think i think it would have been kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't mm. That's an awesome. And, I, I didn't even think about the, it like that. And with, and with bringing Lewis Tan, and you have a you have an Asian actor, you have someone who can actually fight, and honestly, Johnny Cage has always kind of been like one of the more annoying characters to in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I like and, him. I and, he, and, he, and he was he's kind of goofy. like I think when he was made, he was kind of a throwback to like a Jean Claude Van Damme type, mm. and. And all the jokes surrounding that character have kind of been played out already. 
Oh, I like that they're going a little more serious. Also, I'm a big fan of Louis Tan, so I'm always down for anything he's in. But he looks like the least interesting character in this trailer. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't spend too much with him in the movie. Um, and mm. I hope that the tone of the film, which seems to be exactly how we were kind of hoping it except maybe a little bit funnier uh <laughs> yeah but as the tone in this there because i have this debate all the time there there's a difference between uh playing it super serious like mm. super super dark and serious there's playing it straight with mm. light touches and then there's just taking the piss out of it this looks yeah. like it's playing it straight with like little touches of humor yeah, yeah but it's also not taking itself too seriously yeah, because you got the one-liners, you got like the the crazy dramatic deaths and uh, <laughs> body dismemberment. <laughs> you got, I mean, you, you have a dude, you have a dude getting stabbed with his own blood. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the well, one yeah. comment that I wanted to see. Um, so, what I'm hoping is that the sort of tone of the film. Uh, and I'm and I'm cool with the tone overshadowing the story on this one because that's not the purpose of the movie. The purpose of the movie yeah. isn't to have this complex, super well-written narrative with a protagonist that uh, learns the meaning of life. The tone that like the nah, fuck that. This movie's <laughs> supposed to be a meathead gore fest. <laughs> so I hope um, they go with that. I think. Some of the most interesting stuff I think in the film will be between Scorpion and Sub Zero. Uh, yeah, which, which is always kind of the case, especially in uh, in uh, last year Warner's Animation they released uh, this movie Mortal Kombat Legends: uh, Scorpion's Revenge, hmm. where it was pretty much making Scorpion the main character of that movie and focusing on like his rivalry with Sub Zero. That movie was fucking awesome. Hmm. Yes, it, it, it was it, and I feel like. And I feel like this movie is kind of going for a similar tone with that, especially with, uh, like you said, with that scene with uh, uh, Sonata Scorpion in the in the trailer and how the director's saying that's more or less going to be the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. I hope that more focus is placed on Scorpion than it is with Cole Young and the rest of the cast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you also see Goro here as well, a big Mortal Kombat character. So just discussing like mm -hmm. the, the fight stuff in the film, uh, you see a lot of stuff replicated from the video game. You see the scene mm -hmm. where, where Sub-Zero like throws Scorpion into an ice wall. Like, that's one of his <laughs> special moves in the video game. You see the scene where Liu Kang comes up with the dragon and, you know, out of the fire. That's like one of his fin you know, fatalities in the game. Or actually not fatality. That's one of his finishers in the game, actually, um, where he summons a dragon and he has them come down. Uh, you you know so you see a lot of stuff kind of like that from you know that they translated over which is nice that they're you know they're doing that you know what i mean it doesn't look corny as well yeah this film being in 2021 obviously special effects have advanced a lot since when they did the first mm. mortal kombat which was way back in the mm. 90s so things look a lot better yeah uh, which was a big big benefit like even just if you compare the, the way goro looks in this to the way goro looked you know what i mean when he was in uh mortal kombat completely different yeah it, yeah goro is a, goro is a character that i do not think works when you try to do him practically yeah. <laughs> i mean in, in mortal kombat uh, goro looked like a ninja turtle i mean you know what, 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 <laughs> they tried <laughs> yeah, they tried 
but I mean, there's there's a lot of really great elements uh, here. It's it looks fun as hell. Uh, yeah. It definitely looks fun as hell. Yeah, that's and, that's the best thing you can hope for a movie like this. Just get as bloody, as gory, as violent as you want, as long as it's fun. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's is there anything fun. that disappointed you in the trailer? Not that I could think of. I mean. It, uh, it initially when i initially when i first watched the trailer because you had to have that uh iconic uh get over here line <laughs> yeah which it when i like when i first listened to it it took me aback because it's a sonata uh, sonata song he doesn't he he speaks english but there's always uh but he still has a little bit of the the accent and i feel like the mask is kind of muffling his voice but mm. on a second viewing nah that shit's badass actually <laughs> mm. uh, 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 did you have Chase any grabs with it um i, I loved it mm? um mm. i didn't really like the way melina looked all the way um mm. but i think mm. they said that she's gonna more turn into the melina that we know there are a lot of characters who are going to turn into the characters we all know like kano who okay. did look kano was probably the most fun character mm. i think i saw in this trailer <laughs> Uh, this would have been a great character played by Jack Courtney. I mean, I'm surprised Jack Courtney mm. didn't snap up this role because it's like essentially him playing Captain Boomerang mm. again. Schedule conflict. <laughs> yeah. So, Scheduling uh, conflict. Yeah. Uh, now, so schedule conflict. Think... James Gunn snatched that ass. With, so, with <laughs> all these, with all these sort of uh, background scenes, I think they're gonna do. I think they're gonna do Mortal Kombat sort of justice because that's kind of just how the game sort of feels. Get all these different mm. characters' backgrounds before you fight as them and what. And mm. yeah, um, yeah, I feel like uh, especially just that IGN breakdown. You have a director, unlike Paul W S Anderson, who just takes cherry picks elements from the games and then shoves his wife in it to show off how hot <laughs> she is. And you have somebody who loves and respects and understands the lore of these video game of the Mortal Kombat games, mm -hmm. even down to yeah. just recreating the moves from the game, just <laughs> like that with Scorpion and Sub-Zero, how mm -hmm. just amazing that is choreographed. And also, also fucking Joe Taslim and Hiroyuki Sonata getting being a tier players in a big budget Hollywood movie mm -hmm. that's being released in the state that is goddamn yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm rooting and, for it and and pretty much all of these actors who uh for a majority of their career they're more more or less stunt performers guys that you don't see their faces you don't get to see them act even when you do it's in stuff where you're not really focused on story or or their acting even lewis tan as much as i like him woo assassins that show story-wise <laughs> yeah. kind of ass. Uh, even uh, Into the Badlands, that that show is badass, but the story is kind of weak on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I never saw Into the Badlands. I did see Wu Assassins, and yeah, the fighting was good, but then they started talking, and then just kind of ruined the effect. I love Into the Badlands. <laughs> you know. all, right, all right. All right. Can we move this along? Yeah. Yeah. Every time yeah. they started talking, it's like, all right. All right. Come on. Can we, can we move? It was. And it's even on that show, is... he was getting. He was get yeah, even on Wu Assassins, Louis Tan and uh, uh, Byron Man, they were both giving the best performances on the show. Mm. Well, for me, Into the Badlands is like the perfect show to just have in the background while you're doing mm. something, because it'll like have these like t like at least like ten to twenty minutes of just like 
pointless lore sort of setup stuff you know like stuff that you don't really care about and then around the 20 to 30 minute marker it's straight action <laughs> um to get uh, back to uh, uh the mortal kombat trailer one good thing also the director said is that a lot of this stuff is also practical so a lot of the yeah. locations they go to you that those all those all you know kind of real locations like you see the scene where melina is walking and you see kind of like all these kind of dunes and stuff like that so i think he said that was like an australian mine or something like that or somewhere in australia so the, you know, a lot of the stuff I, it, kind it of doesn't it doesn't surprise me that it doesn't surprise me that they filmed in australia because uh that's that's pretty much james wan's uh back that's james wan's backyard because he's uh one of the executive producers on this yeah yeah one of the executive producers. so yeah i mean signing trailer we're all looking forward to seeing it april 16th april, so not yeah it was my number three most anticipated and it still fucking is yeah and you're um, definitely gonna see us review it uh, <laughs> um all right so moving on from discussing that we're gonna discuss quick news real quick uh marvel has gotten back the rights of punisher and jessica, jessica jones from netflix uh so Thank a lot God. of people are uh, happy to see that Bubbles, crap dance yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh uh so with this announcement do you all think that you know they're likely to kind of just recast the characters and bring them back another thing because there's a slight rumor i heard that they may bring mm. back jessica jones and she hulk like they may mm. bring her in there there's a slight rumor i heard about that uh there's a lot of people have been calling for charlie cox daredevil to be back and you know spider-man films and him playing daredevil they love yeah. people loved him as charlie cox mm. the punisher i don't know i mean i don't know how really people felt much about john barenthal i thought he was okay as punisher i thought he was I like solid i i feel um, I, think, I feel like he's i feel like in comparison to the other two he was kind of uh he was the punisher that best fit into a bigger universe because Thomas Jane, he was like kind of really self-serious. I don't blame him so much as the movie he was in. And Ray Stevenson, he was the cartoony, mm -hmm. uh, just straight up Garth Ennis comic book Punisher, which mm. I love that movie. I know it's terrible though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, when you, when you think about it, cause I mean, the director from that Ray Stevenson film she was kind of drawn really mainly from the comics of you know the the kind of mm -hmm. the, the comic run from the punisher that she was really adapting yeah yeah from. yeah but yeah both yeah pretty much every punisher adaptation they've all taken cues from from garth ennis's uh welcome back frank mm -hmm. yeah uh, so so to see them back with this again maybe you could do a thing with punisher you know where he's the one that maybe hunts down spider-man <laughs> possibly mm -hmm. you know what i mean i don't know if they're gonna do that um you could do a thing where they do bring back kingpin vincent d'onofrio a lot of people have been calling back for that um just to see what they do with these kind of the punisher and with jessica jones now and now that they have you know a lot of the mm -hmm. netflix roster um from the shows that they did uh shows that people did find very popular except for iron fist mainly and the defenders <laughs> um the defend the defenders that a lot of people were lukewarm on as well uh so what do you hope for Marvel to do with these characters now that they have them back again uh, from Netflix. I, I, I feel like if there was ever a time to get them back, this is kind of the best opportunity for them to, to use them. Because if they got them back and started using them in the days when like Civil War was coming out, then you would have had these kind of like B-tier street level heroes going up against like the Vision and hmm. fucking Thanos, which come, yeah. come on. 
Right. Come on, Thanos would have just stepped on all of them and <laughs> watched it. Yeah. And now that and now that you have like a more expansive playground on on Disney Plus, most of the shows are focusing on the the lesser known characters like She Hulk, like mm. uh, uh, Miss Marvel, uh, High with Kate Bishop. You have the opportunity to introduce these street level guys. Like mm. I wouldn't be shocked if like if they wanted to do like season two of Hawkeye, you introduce uh, uh, the Punisher. Or if they brought in Jessica Jones and say Daredevil into one of the Spider-Man movies. You have such a big playground to use these guys now. Now, my only concern is uh, I hope that they keep Charlie. They got to keep Charlie. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, I, I hope that they, with these additions coming back into their rights, that they don't make them pg-13 i want them to keep the same maturity level if they do get a Mm. like if daredevil gets another season Mm. um that is of the same maturity level same sort of same uh producers i'm cool all aside from a certain somebody that we won't (laughs) but (laughs) but you know everybody Uh, but him is involved um well even even on but even even when daredevil was at its heights there was nothing there was nothing on there that got to the level where i couldn't see this being on like a disney plus or something you think so? well his, here's the thing his kingpin uh, well minus the dude's head minus 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 a certain uh uh head removal yeah well I was about to say. Uh, with, with with disney plus but even even that scene it was mostly off camera you don't really see that much gore Mm. but with disney plus so disney also acquired hulu which a lot of people thought like Mm. okay they're gonna take all their r-rated kind of more adult mature content and Mm. put it on hulu so hillary duff she was gonna come back and she was gonna do a reboot of her show you know lizzie mcguire Mm. and you know there was a lot of talks of her bringing back the production of that show and i'm bringing up that because they were like okay well it's gonna be on disney plus but then disney plus the thing is a lot of people didn't you know the creators of the show said that well now the project is kind of in limbo because it's like well if you're going to tell the, the, the life about a now adult liz mcguire a 30 plus year old woman mm. it's going to be adult situations you know it's going to be talking about probably sex and her dating life and all those things like that but they didn't want it on the disney plus platform mm. so even though probably end up being like master of none but like with women <laughs> pretty i mean maybe you know pretty much or something like that because you know, and I would love to see like kind of now an adult Lizzie McGuire, especially with the whole breaking the fourth wall mm. kind of type mm. of thing with her animated self. Now yeah. it's kind of like more of an adult woman. But they said like, well, th- you know, they didn't want that on that platform. And then you also had a situation with Love Simon, where that was also mm. they said they, that that didn't get put on Disney Plus. Where you know, if people know the story of Love Simon, that was like a film, and then it became a television show. And I think it was a situation of bringing the television show, and I think it was called Love something else. It was like a different. Yeah, character. it was uh, called Love Victor. Love. It, it was Victor. the same story as the movie, but just with a different character, different actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was all about it was a it was a romantic you know kind of show, but with a gay character, with a gay man, and mm-hmm. they didn't want that on the platform as well. Disney Plus, they that wouldn't have, you know that apparently wasn't allowed on the Disney Plus platform either. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they are going to utilize having Hulu and they haven't utilized it yet to put out kind of like R-rated stuff. They said Deadpool is going to be R-rated, but that's a film. So they, they are said they're going to stick true to that with Deadpool 3. 
So I don't know if they do kind of do more seasons with these characters. Cause I don't know, I think Jessica Jones, she had three seasons, correct? Yeah, she had three seasons and the way her, the way her show wrapped up, it was kind of like really final. Didn't she? Yeah. I thought she had two. Um, she, had, she had three seasons. She had three. Cause I remember it was okay, two seasons yeah. with, where it was with Kilgrave and the one season with the incel guy. Uh, I still haven't was like, seen <laughs> it. I haven't, I gotta confess, I haven't seen the second third season just she did, I, um, yeah, after Kilgrave she just didn't hit for me <laughs> yeah yeah I mean the yeah. first season was really great with David Tennant's Kilgrave and it was a great villain then it got kind of wild with you know her friend Beth and then all this stuff but that but that's a that's a and, and <laughs> yeah it's like the more those the more those shows went on the more you realize yeah you really don't need 13 episodes yeah yeah, um, yeah this show this show could be wrapped up in like 10 or 8 yeah I don't know if there's any more material for Jessica Jones you can mind. I mean, I'd like her being additions mm -hmm. on other shows, like if she was on She-Hulk or if she was on Miss Marvel or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think best I think best case scenario, these Netflix heroes become more characters in grander MCU. I'm cool with yeah. that. I mean, yeah. I, I do want to see more of Daredevil, but I'm, I'm cool if if it's just, you know, like side material for now. Yeah, it makes sense. It's probably the uh, easiest way to just sort of introduce, reintroduce everybody. So, yeah. Um, all right. So moving on from that news, I'm going to get into a music review. Uh, music. Mm. Uh, I said, what well, I said, music, music review for music. I meant movie review for the <laughs> title music. My bad. Uh, so this is the Sea of uh. Film uh, steeped in much controversy. If people know, if people spend time on the internet, if you don't know, the film is facing a lot of controversy for the way Sia portrays people with autism um, in the film because the movie deals with a titular character that does have autism. Kate Hudson, who plays the alcoholic uh, older half-sister of the uh, titular character Music, who's played by Maddie Ziegler. Um, it was kind of funny because somebody said that uh, Kate Hudson in this film Music looks like Bobby Hill. That was kind of funny. Because uh, in, the, in the film, she has like this completely shaved head uh in the film and also starring leslie oldham jr who we just saw do amazingly well in one night miami playing uh that was uh, him sam, um yep as sam cook yep yeah oh, motherfucker norbited himself i didn't recognize <laughs> i didn't even recognize the brother i could have seen yeah. him on the street and i wouldn't even i yeah. wouldn't even know it was him <laughs> all, right, um, so all right cover your ears bubbles because daddy's about to lose his shit um so I only saw half the movie. I didn't get a chance to finish it. So did Chase. Nick is I, the only one. Hey, hey, hey. It wasn't that I didn't get a chance to. It was I purposely. Okay. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let Chase and Nick kind of take it off here because I only finished halfway through. So I couldn't. I, I was I was busy. Couldn't finish all of it. So I'm going to let you guys take it and, and explain and give your thoughts on the film. I feel like I have a, a lot less to say than you, Nick. Um, but talking before the film uh from a narrative standpoint this joint is terrible and i asked you questions about like whether or not they did anything with the titular character the character that you would assume would be the protagonist um and it sounds like they just kind of just made a stereotypical portrayal of character and just kept it like that uh oh yeah which, uh, which like, is exactly um, what it is so, something that something that everybody involved in this movie should have watched prior to like prior to writing it prior to like like setting the fucking call time watch that scene from tropic thunder mm. it's like <clears throat> like uh tom hanks forrest gump autistic sure not retarded 
<laughs> Tom Hanks, slow, yes, retarded, maybe, braces on his legs. But the man won a ping pong competition to chomp the pants off Nixon? That ain't retarded. He's a goddamn war hero. You know any retarded war heroes? <laughs> this movie. This fucking movie. This fucking movie. This shit went full retard. Yeah, no, that this was stupid. Like, this was oh, honestly... Oh, God. It was like... It was, it was like... It, this was... Maddie Ziegler. I, I don't want to blame the actor... Yeah. But in interviews, you say you you research the role by looking up YouTube videos of autistic children freaking out that their parents posted. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck this movie. This is this is just the most blatantly Oscar baity pieces of shit I've ever seen. This is back in the days of the early 2000s when every actor thought they could get an Oscar nod just by playing retarded. This movie is fucking white radio. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this this joint sucks ass. Like, just straight up. Um, just, I mean, like, the first... And I was gonna give it a pass because, like, some of the dance numbers are actually kind of decent. Um, I will give it the dance numbers are decent. The music is actually there was I one dance number. To, Wait, what are you about to the, say? The, the music and the dance the music and the dance numbers are are actually really interesting, really good. However, for a movie that's supposedly about the autistic community, half this shit is gonna give people fucking seizures watching this. And also, this is like this sensory fucking overload, and none of the music none of the music applies to anything that is going on in the plot not yeah. even any of the lyrics to any of the songs yeah. if you wanted to make a bunch of music videos make some fucking music videos yeah no it, so it, don't package it, them all together into a feature-length movie so do you think just cut away um my bad josh uh, oh. but to continue on about the music videos it will literally it will just literally be just chilling in the living room and out of nowhere it just cuts to a music video without without any setup no like no like warning no like uh white white like flashing on the screen it's just like bam you're you're in a music video now um and uh, it sucks yeah even even, <laughs> even like the even the worst jukebox jukebox musicals like fucking mm. rock of ages even the songs they use they had something to do with what was going on in the plot yeah was it good so, no but it had but there was like some narrative thread still going on so do you think she should have did something more like beyonce's black is king do you think she should have did something more like that uh, like, if it was... i think she should have i think she should have saw the reel just said nah this shit's ass threw it in a dumpster and lit the shit on fire yeah because <laughs> so nobody would have to see this bullshit <laughs> Like, honestly, I don't know how you looked at that script and said, like, yo, this is it. Because, uh, like, all right, so it's one thing to have your... And she's not even the protagonist. She's honestly just a prop. And that's I think that's the most yeah, disgusting yeah, that's, thing about that's the, film. the biggest insult. Uh, that's the biggest insult of this injury. You have music, the titular character of this movie. And after 10 minutes, she is, she is not a character in this movie at all. Yeah. She is just a stage prop to use for kate hudson's alcoholic character to feel better about herself that is yeah. her entire purpose for existing in this movie yeah and it's it's gross because i mean like granted i don't have anybody in my family or um that um autistic or you know just neurologically 
uh, what's the mm. polite politest way to say it? A ner um, uh, uh, neurologically challenged or uh, differently abled. But, but yeah, this movie it's this movie is fucking dangerous. First yeah. of all, it's like th they are their depictions of the scene of them holding holding uh, music down when she's having a yeah. recap, which is dangerous and fucking illegal to do you do not hold a person freaking out like that down like the way they do in this movie people yeah. have died being held down like this yeah yeah and that was like the that was the character that was supposed to be the mentorish figure doing this which is kind of which is one of the most stupidest things ever one of the most stupidest introductions ever to a character <laughs> that's however, supposed to be your, however they, your magical however, one of the one of the only moments that i actually got a laugh out of this movie she does a freak out in a public place hmm. and kate hudson like asks him to hey do the do the thing again i ain't doing this shit in the fucking public <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so you have leslie uh unfortunately playing the magical uh negro uh savior character um that is a trope that we have addressed before god um, god god damn it leslie you could have gotten an oscar nom and you fucking norbited yourself yeah now we know why uh it's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> You fucking, uh, you did yourself norbited. Jesus, dude. This, I mean, and the accent, uh, the Ghana I didn't see, that's the thing. I didn't even recognize it was him. That's how bad he looked at, uh, just in this movie. And then also the accent was terrible. I don't know if he has any, yeah, uh, all, I don't know if also, he has any family from Ghana to like, you know, look at for, uh, you know to study but like dude bro you needed a coach on that joint that accent was rough <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my god dude. yeah and the fucking most the most insulting thing is you have a talent like leslie odom jr yeah and he's great in the dance numbers i will give him that but yeah. you have this this tony award-winning broadway actor and singer and he hardly gets any musical numbers in this movie which in hindsight, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, to answer your question again, though, Josh, uh, yeah, uh, if, and I sent this in the group chat, what they should have done, and if Sia really cared about the autistic community, what she should have done was just drop the musical numbers as an album, and then uh, all the proceeds go to uh, programs that benefit special needs, uh, mm. you know, special needs schools. Those always special need needs a lot schools, of special needs education, special yeah. needs education. Yeah, uh, and you know, left the parts that she obviously does not comprehend uh, <laughs> aside, and just not even touch them. Don't even, don't even think about it. So, <laughs> right, um, what you know next time, Sia? <laughs> I wanna. Uh, I just wanna... don't know this. Uh, also, a bigger question as well. So, um, seeing autism being portrayed, uh, probably I think a lot more in movies and TV shows. Like, if you have situations like with Ben Affleck and the Accountant, um, or you know, when he's like a master assassin, or you had uh, Jacob Tremblay when he's in Predators, where he played, you know, this super genius autistic character. You also have a TV show called The Good Doctor, where it focuses on autistic doctor. Um, do you think that? The portrayal of people with autism in media right now is a good accurate depiction do you think it's it's a depiction that 
is fair. I mean, given I know I don't know if you all have seen those other depictions of people with autism, like Ben Affleck, the accountant, like with Jacob Tremblay and Predators, like the Good Doctor. I f- um, the I big feel like theory. when I f- I feel like when you're depicting autism, when you are not in when you yourself are not an autistic actor, you have to be very fucking careful to not join not cross the line into parody. Like even yeah. even the situations you've brought up even though the portrayals are from what i've heard very accurate accurate to being on the autism spectrum and again it's a spectrum there are there are many different forms of it there there are people who are on the level that music is portrayed here and there are others where you're more on the level of someone like ben affleck in the account or or the good doctor or even lower key examples like uh, abed on community right and uh, i mean even the people that are on the level that uh music is even tempting to portray they are a lot more uh functional and a lot more or at least the few people that i've met that are on that i've seen at that level um they are like i feel like like watching this was just so gross to me because i felt like it was just a slap in their faces because even though like i felt that yeah i felt disgusted and i needed a shower after watching this movie yeah Mm. because it but i mean to go back to your point josh from what i've seen of the good doctor um it seems as though that even though he has those you know he's he has those social issues he's learning as the story progresses and that's kind of like the main thing that this movie misses uh music does not develop at all she's not the protagonist of this film mm. she's just a prop for somebody else to, to get their development and um as long and i and i think you know granted um i haven't personally i personally do not know anybody with autistic that well enough to portray them that well um so but one thing that you must do as a writer is if you're going to have a protagonist they have to learn something they have to grow and that's like the one thing that you should ask a writer to do and they do not do this (laughs) at all (laughs) Uh, so that's what's that's what i feel like is the grossest thing about it because not only do they not like allow the protagonist the quote-unquote protagonist to do anything and and to grow Mm. but they also portray her as this sort of parody joke you know Mm. of a real life situation uh that people go through um so yeah no this joint this joint ass zero out of ten zero this is wow this is the most this is one of the most misguided fucking movies i've ever seen in my entire life and i would feel better about it if sia and the entire cast showed like some regret something like hey yeah this this we didn't mean to portray it like this are bad but no she went on the fucking defensive fuck this movie I think I did see Sia put out a tweet saying that she should have listened to, you know, more of the right people, and then she's sorry. I I think I I did see a tweet where she said that. I think it was kind of recent. Just jump ass. Well, (laughs) she wouldn't be. She wouldn't be. She wouldn't be saying that if like she got the reception that she obviously 
expected because I'm doing a movie about fucking autism. And right. why the fuck the Golden Globes eat this up and put this in a knob? I guess they 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 like Sia. They they said chandelier slaps. So yeah, how much how much fucking money did Sia throw the Hollywood Foreign Press Association to buy those nominations? This movie is some fucking bull shit. This shit belongs back in the fucking nineties in the graveyard of the nineties with fucking I am Sam. Fuck this movie, zero out of ten. And this is this is a rare thing that for this show, I doubt I will ever give another movie zero. No movie has ever made me as angry as this one has. Yeah, no, it. it Let's move on before I fucking pop a blood vessel. They should have put "Scare Me" in its nomination category. Damn, boy, you and scare me, Jesus Christ! It's not just me. It's not just me. We push. Yeah, we- fucking throw. Kate Hudson's nomination away. <laughs> Give that to Kristen yeah. Milioti. She's actually yeah. fucking good. Yeah. Dude, they snubbed her. I don't know why that... Boom. Who saw this movie and said this was it? There were yeah. so many people that had to watch this movie. Editors. Assistant editors. The script had to be No, reviewed. and nobody said... <laughs> you know... So... Is Agents sat here, read it showed the actors this and they were all like yo this is it <laughs> so so you all didn't even like the music sequences the dance the sequences? music sequence were decent but what we're saying is that the story it as a mm-hmm. film a film trash yes. terrible when you're when you're making when you're making a movie you cannot just have a, a series of fucking musical numbers that's why stuff like fucking cats and rock of ages that's why that's why movie musicals like that do not work because there's no through line connecting any of the music to the actual plot going forward and it's the same situation here yeah no get yeah. it get it out of here let's talk about wandavision um all right so <laughs> moving on from <laughs> discussing uh music here we're going to discuss the latest episode of <sighs> wandavision um after that <laughs> um after that exciting last episode there of wandavision where she uh saved vision by expanding the hex uh we see now in this episode vision's all good he's safe uh we also saw when darcy got swallowed up by the hex unfortunately darcy did not play her character from two broke girls unfortunately like everybody was, <laughs> would. Um, was a little she, sad to see that but i like what they what they did here yeah, yeah she yeah. plays uh, an escape artist because as, as we saw before like when she expanded the hex and turned all the sword uh agents into becoming a part of it they all became like circus you know clowns mm. and part of the circus and things like that so she was an escape artist uh and she was like actually it. looking she was looking really good in the nice escape artist outfit and everything like that looking very very you know thick as they say you know, <laughs> uh, i noticed and, and i noticed nice. um to go back to that though i think the reason why they yeah, made it fine as hell. let's move oh no, yeah she's an escape artist because she was handcuffed, handcuffed. when uh the hex yeah. expanded <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. was that was really good. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, so this theme of this episode is Modern Family. The you know talking to the camera, the mockumentary style, the Office. The intro even is a, a you know a nod to like the Office and everything mm-hmm. like that. The way it is mm-hmm. opens and everything like that. Um, yeah, even down it. to having like the twinkling of the piano, and then you yeah. get the synth, the more synth music. Yeah. Yeah. 
so so that was that was kind of nice that was really good so more of the mockumentary style that we've seen more in modern stuff you know like that which is kind of cool because like people like Catherine Hahn she was a part of Parks and Recreations mm -hmm. uh, she was on that show which was a big you know mockumentary type show very very funny as well we'll get we'll talk more about her of course <laughs> in this series um so we see so again it's it's more I, I this episode was kind of more committed to the sitcom element of doing the kind of the parody than I think the prior two episodes were um I think with uh well actually I think the last episode with the Malcolm in the Middle tribute I thought that was yeah. pretty good I thought that was pretty dedicated mm. to the to the theme of that but the episode prior um I didn't think was so because like the episode prior was more kind of like it kind of funneled through the 90s pretty quick and then introduced kind of more early 2000s to get into more of the 2010 stuff so this was really good um you see vision and darcy hook up uh where um you see them kind of talking because he knows who darcy is you know he knows who she is and he snaps her out of it which brings back her memories of who she was and she breaks it down all to vision of what's you know what happened to him the whole history yeah she pretty she, she pretty much recaps uh avengers infinity war and endgame yeah you know yeah. what i mean and she was like so you know <laughs> which, crazy yeah, which, which i'm a little sad that we still haven't gotten uh 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 My michael pena as luis recapping the mcu <laughs> now that would on be kevin funny. feige do you hate which come on kevin feige do you hate money yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, that would that that'd be a really nice thing yeah I, I i love their interactions throughout this they were all they were yes. almost my yeah the hot about it the highlight of this episode up until the very end was the interaction between uh vision and uh between vision and darcy yeah yeah i mean even so. their even their interaction before pirates before uh he jogs her memory because the way she's thinking about it is like was this like a like a like a drunk a clown that's like, hitting on her yeah <laughs> <laughs> or a clown yeah 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 because he's in the because they all think it's makeup <laughs> yeah. so he fits right in <laughs> um another uh, another really great thing is so we see a follow-up on on the outside of the hex where monica rambeau mm. and jimmy woo show see she they finally meet up with her aerospace person not Reed Richards. A lot of people were hoping for Reed uh, Richards, which I never thought it was going to be him. Don't know why that you know people thought they were going to introduce a character that big in this TV show. Don't know why. Uh, Nick, you were going to say something? Uh, I never thought that it was going to be uh, uh, anyone that big, but I thought it would have been someone that we've met before in, in the MCU. But yeah, okay, okay. But I feel like that would have distracted from some of the bigger reveals uh, later in the episode. Yeah, like yeah. when Monica actually goes through the goes through the hex again. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm actually kind of happy that they didn't just shoehorn Reed Richards right then and there, because that would have been kind of awkward. But right, yeah, um, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought he was way too big of a character for him to be introduced. Mm -hmm. in if he if he show. was to be introduced, it'd have to be at that point where uh, the Luke Skywalker esque cameo comes. <laughs> so if we still getting that uh yeah. well still got still got two more episodes yeah we'll see, we'll see. um so as nick mentioned monica goes back into the hex at first she tries to you know put on a full suit like she's traveling to mars or something or out of space got a whole kind of truck just ready to kind of charge into the hex but it rejects her and she just decides to run in anyway and as you see when she's running through the the hex 
she's being literally kind of split apart. Um, and you hear voiceovers of dialogue from Captain Marvel, from her mother, from you know Brie Larson. So you kind of hear that dialogue kind of running as she's going through the hex and she's being kind of split apart. Now it's pretty much official as she's get through the hex and when she meets Wanda, she has powers. Yep. It's it's official now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know she she has powers. Um, she, that's full on display. Yeah, she, yeah, she has become Spectrum. I, yeah. I think is I mean, the, the reveal they're going for because it's like okay. when she exits the hex, she like sees what I think is pretty much the full electromagnetic spectrum in her eyes sight. Mm. Oh, okay. So that's her superhero, not Photon. I thought it was Photon. Oh, it, it, uh, that ca- that character, it's been either or. I think that character is okay. either or. Okay. All right. So Spectre, Photon, yeah, either or. Um, so so you see that now. Um, it's it's funny also because. Before that happens, you see WandaVision kind of uh, the trials of motherhood have weighed on her. You know what I mean? Yeah. At some point, um, we're, at some, we're finally seeing we're finally seeing the cracks in uh, Wanda's facade, which Elizabeth Olsen is nailing perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially because 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 uh, the amazing thing about the show is every single like sitcom they've nailed, they they've gotten the tropes down to the cinematography they've nailed it perfectly yeah even yeah. <laughs> absolutely even like uh even like how like sitcoms have viewed mother characters like over the years like in the 2010s we finally like started to see the cracks yeah it's like yeah. yeah they're fucking people too <laughs> like that yeah. whole that whole snap when uh she's talking to the boys and she's just like going <laughs> on about how i don't have the answers <laughs> yeah i don't, I don't have, have the answers <laughs> you know that um, was so funny but so sad <laughs> yeah. um because you see in this episode things are just changing and yeah. wanda doesn't even know why they're changing like the furniture is changing back to the old sets that we saw like from the 50s and the 60s and 70s yeah uh, the fucking milk that she's getting out of the fridge it's shifting eras as she's pouring it it like starts mm-hmm. as like almond milk and then mm-hmm. It got tons of glass bottle and then a carton with a missing kid on the side of it. Yeah, um, you know she's eating she's eating the good cereal, those sugar smacks. You know sugar snacks. <laughs> you know good good cereal, <laughs> very very good cereal that she's eating there. Um, also good commercial that we all see. You know the commercial that has the depression pill that has like eighty different symptoms. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like hey, I'm gonna take this drug, and then the the commercial is like, oh, may experience depression, may experience sleeplessness, may experience drowsiness, may experience. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, uh, you may be blind in one eye. It's like, what the hell would I ever <laughs> take this drug? Like, what the you yep, may and, and, yep. <laughs> and and the name of the 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 pill in the commercial is called Nexus, mm-hmm. and that's referring to in the comics. Wanda, she's in the comics, she's referred to as a Nexus being, meaning mm-hmm. that she's one of the few characters that's capable of rewriting reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nexus is also kind of like this center point of the multiverse where all the ripples start to trickle out. Yeah. I was I was surprised to see that reveal so like so casual. <laughs> you know? But I'm glad that we're finally here uh with the multiverse and just like her truly stepping into rewriting everything. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so you see, you know, now, you know, Wanda's stretched out with the boys, Catherine uh, Han as Agnes, she comes over, takes the boys, I'll take them off your hands, spend time with them mm-hmm. a little bit so you can have some more, you know, <laughs> some me time. Uh, Which that, that fucking cutaway of hers was so good. It's like, I actually bit a kid once. Which <laughs> is one that takes an entirely different turn once the reveal happens. Yeah. yeah. Now I uh, believe it. <laughs> uh, that wasn't a joke. That was a threat. <laughs> yeah. uh, Wanda, uh, Vision, and Darcy—they're trying to make it back to uh, Vision's home, and he's being—they're both being impeded um, in their directions home. And it's just funny. The Vision—he um, gives a great, you know, Jim Halper, John Krasinski look to the camera. You know, that classic, you know, looking at the camera. Yes, I, the best thing about the show is it finally realized. Yeah, Paul Bettany can be funny. Yeah. Because he's amazing in this show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, mean, I think they do that. Even, with, even uh, down both. even even down to when he does his like uh his like uh um uh, uh I, I don't know what it's called. It's like his interview to the camera. He's like sitting mm. in a director's chair with the fucking mic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like his lapel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was that was really great. That was like such a really great moment. And then he just finally realized, like, wait, oh wait, I can fly. Like, why the fuck am I taking a car? Oh, <laughs> what? But, like, oh wait, uh, like, no, I can, I can just fly. It just leaves. It just leaves. Darcy. Because like it didn't even dawn on me that like, oh yeah, why is he in the car again? <laughs> Until he yeah. actually brings it back up because it's like, yeah, it's been like, like it's been like at least. 10 minutes you're hanging out with them going through all these like they're getting blocked by schools of kids they're getting blocked by construction they're getting blocked by literally anything that could exist yeah (laughs) um so the big reveal of this episode is that probably what a lot of people figured uh Catherine Hahn is the villain Agnes Harthus um you see when Monica comes and tries to confront Wanda tries to get her to come back from the edge uh you know Wanda first you know she's scary you know what I mean she's coming at <laughs> Monica and then she's and then a moment when Monica just kind of rips out the power <laughs> like, oh, and, uh, I mean, you see our eyes kind of yeah speak like, oh, speak and speak and speaking of memes coming into into pop culture we get the fucking lady screaming at the cat meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she went full Karen on, on Monica. She was like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you see Catherine Hans came to come out, grab uh, Wanda, bring it in her house, mm. and then she's wondering where the boys are. Very kind of... That moment kind of reminded me a little bit of It in Chapter 2, the scene where mm. Uh, mm. Jessica Chastain goes over to the uh, elderly woman's house you think it is and it's just kind of creeping her out and she just starts noticing like maybe I should just kind of wonder like hey, where are the boys and maybe I should get out of here and as she yeah, goes down it, to the yeah it, yeah this this show this episode particularly this show has always been really good at balancing the sitcom tone with the horror and this episode chef's yeah. kiss god yeah. damn especially especially because something i noticed is like whenever it was like sitcom world it was always in like a uh, widescreen you mm. could see it was always full screen excuse me you could like see the you couldn't see the borders and when they went to the real world then the borders start coming back in mm-hmm. yeah and very good at checking like, uh, the aspect ratios yeah and you barely even notice it and i find and especially when she starts going down in the basement we're back in widescreen again yeah yeah um yeah. 
so yeah so it gets revealed that you know she's the one that's been pulling the strings pietro was her um you know she killed sparky you know what i mean uh which yeah, the so. reveal happens and you flash back through all the episodes and a really catchy actual uh, theme song where it's, it was Agatha all along. Yeah. And then very monsters throwback. And then you get the reveal. She killed Sparky too. Yeah. And then the <laughs> maniacal witch's laugh, which, yeah, that song was actually kind of catchy until that reveal happened. <laughs> Monster. <laughs> I mean, they did borrow the monster on this. So. Did you all um, did you all see the mid credits scene? Yeah, yeah. Where yes, I, yes, I did. Pulls okay. up on Monica. Um, so now I'm kind of leaning. I'm kind of with you, uh, Nick, on the uh, Mephisto uh, or Dormammu or whoever else Pietro could be, besides from actually Pietro, because. Um, hmm. You know, if he was just a manifestation, I feel like of uh, either Wanda or Agnes, I feel like by now he might have disappeared, you know? So mm. I think I think he is his own, you know, character that we will Maybe she's that... just using him as a minion, you know, just I mean that you. could happen too. that could happen I, too. I but... think I think Piet I think Pietro Pietro yeah. might be might be Ralph. Yeah. Uh, her uh -huh. husband, and she's more or less using him as a puppet. Because uh, in like the reveal, you get where it flashes back to that reveal is like you, her purple magic in the back, and in the background, her winking at the camera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe. You know, that's yeah. It could be Ralph finally. Um, you know, that's her husband all along. You know what I mean? So it could be him. Um, so. What do you all think next episode? Do you think next episode Vision saves Wanda? Next episode, like he comes in, saves it. Do you I think, think kids? I think, think kids I, are dead I think or? I think next episode we're gonna get. I think I think we're pretty much done with the sitcoms as uh, for mm. for the next two episodes, and now we're getting straight up MCU. And yeah. this episode we're we're probably gonna get uh, Agatha revealing what her end game is. And then towards the end, Vision rescues Wanda, and now the final episode we have the big fight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, the big fight between Sword and uh, Wanda. Between or between Wanda and, Wanda and Agatha. Well, I because mean, there's still there's still like is that third party is hmm. uh, the director. I, it's revealed in this episode as well. Well, not it was revealed prior, right? The previous episode that the director's main goal was to just get vision out because he yeah. is technically mm -hmm. a weapon of mass destruction right. <laughs> pretty um, much yeah so that's gonna have to happen eventually so i think it's gonna i don't know i don't know how or if agatha gets dealt with next episode i hope not honestly um but mm. i think it's going to be a situation where um you know, Wanda and Vision are kind of having to face both sides at once. However, Agatha plans on twisting it, you know? Hmm. Okay. Um, so do you think the boys are dead? Uh or they just got there... transformed and transformed into something else or do they do they ever I, wonder, die in the I wonder if she trans I wonder if she transformed them into the rabbits. Because mm. yeah, in the comics, uh, uh Agatha Harkness, she like uh 
she like pretty much stopped the the twins from ever existing and that was oh, the yeah. catalyst for Wanda creating the house of m mm. so in the comics agnes is, agnes is a mutant uh yeah agatha is a, another mutant another magic user i think she's she's another ma- master of the mystic arts like with uh, uh pretty strange. much on the same level of dr strange and i wonder if that plays a role in this too i wonder if i wonder if she's potentially another survivor of strucker's experiments mm. Mm. If she's another strucker baby because i i go back to the commercials and and Okay, we got the mention of the Hydra Soak. We got the mention of uh, Strucker, mm. and I wonder if if they if they play into Agath- Agnes's backstory as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's, it's also revealed that you know she is literally behind everything, directing yeah. it low key. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. like she's the one so, giving the interview to Wanda. Yeah, <laughs> she's the one yeah. interview. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, so it. I mean, it is established that Wanda did create the hex. She did yeah. create it. She did set up mm. this whole '50s kind of world, and then that's when Agatha came in, and then implemented her stuff into it. And then that's when she was doing all that stuff. So, uh, so the change of settings from like the '50s, the '60s, the '70s. That's all Wanda, correct? Right? That's Wanda, right? Mm-hmm. I would. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. this this episode. I think it confirmed that. The changing of the things and uh, the the at least with her house, it's Wanda. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I think I, I think uh, the world is Wanda's, but the reason why things are all, all the people the, are Agnes. Yeah, well, I don't I don't think all the people are Sarah. Well, true, true. All the people could be Agnes. Actually, I take that back. Because uh, yeah. they don't, or at least all, all the kidnapped people are Agnes's, Agatha's victims. Or yeah, yeah, Agatha. Um, but I do think that there is some power draining going on between Agatha and Wanda because, you know, as we see in this episode, her powers are starting. You're starting to see the cracks where they're changing decades uh, uncontrollably, um, and she doesn't have the answers for it. Um, so, mm-hmm. I think. I think Agatha, to some degree, is draining her powers. Mm. I don't know what for. Yep. I think she's snacking on yo magic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was about to bring that up. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's definitely a case of that. So. And she's the one that's been trying to drive a wedge between Vision and Wanda. Yeah. She's the one that mm. she's the one that makes him aware of all those things. Like with her, we mm. see that she was the one that made him cut into the bricks and all that stuff like that. Yeah. So maybe and she's the one causing all this despair in people and kind of, you know, yeah. sadness and all this other stuff. Anger yeah. and all these other mm. things, maybe. Yeah, no, um, she definitely does control the people. Because I I mean they even do that in the um in her in her in her song where she's touching herb or whatever um with the magic juice <laughs> yeah uh yeah so yeah now i i this was like if you if you if you've been on the internet or, or if you've watched any uh reviews on wandavision this is a reveal that you saw coming but just not the execution um yeah the execution I, I think was unpredictable I, as hell <laughs> I, I, put the, I put the reveal of i put the reveal of this on the same level of of the reveal in captain mary winter soldier mm. it was like anybody who who read the winter soldier comic anybody who 
who even looked up the IMDb, they knew that Bucky was going to be the Winter Soldier. Yeah, but what right. makes that reveal work is the execution of it. And I think that's the same situation here with, Ag with Agatha as uh, the real villain behind everything going on. Yeah, and but it was a Catherine because that was like one of the best villain reveals in Marvel mm. history. <laughs> and come on, let's get Catherine Han that Emmy. Cause yeah, goddamn, yeah. she deserves it. She definitely deserves it. Mm. Um, um, yeah. I mean, does uh, do you guys have any more to say about the episode? Uh, I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> this this might be my favorite episode of the whole series yeah. and i'm definitely curious to rewatch the previous episodes knowing well confirm knowing that agatha is behind everything yeah yeah and i'm wondering how that and i'm wondering how that kind of changes how i view the previous episode mm. yeah um yeah same i'm saying with you all excited to see the next episode uh, definitely when it's done, it'd be interesting to see what it looks like just binge watching it and from beginning mm. to end, just mm. seeing if there's even a little bit more clues and hints like that. Um, it's funny watching and, it. You and, know, I'm kinda, and I'm kind of, I'm also curious to see how this plays into, into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness because I feel like with an actress on the caliber of Catherine Hahn, it'd be kind of a shame to just have her in this one and done property, mm. which is sadly a major case for the majority of the villains in the MCU. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it depends if they die or not. Depends because sometimes, mm -hmm. I mean, Marvel, you never know. Characters can always come back. Um, like with the case with the Jimmy Woo character, um, I was watching an interview with Randall Park. He was saying like, yeah, I mean, I thought I was done after Ant-Man 2. Then I was <laughs> I got the call to do this. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know what I mean? Um, we also still um, there's, there's so there's some big reveals left. One is Jimmy Woo, who is the person that went missing in the hex that he was looking for. We still don't know that yet. Um, we still don't know who could possibly be the big Luke Skywalker cameo coming up. Don't know if that mm. was already if that was Evan Peters that that was it or someone else. So there's still that to come up. Uh, two more episodes, and here's hoping that the two more, the two last episodes are an hour long. Here's hoping um, that they do an hour long this time. Yeah, I was dis that was the one thing I was disappointed by because I thought this was going to be one of the hour long episodes, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, great episode. I, I I feel like it's always better to leave an audience wanting more. Yeah, and they're doing it every God week. God damn. <laughs> um, and the characters from this show, they're gonna obviously build on them and then put them in other stuff. Like Monica Rambeau, obviously mm -hmm. she's gonna be introduced in more movie shows. She's gonna be in Captain Marvel too, right? They said probably. Yes, that that's confirmed. It's her and uh, the actress playing Miss Marvel. Both of them are gonna be in Captain Marvel too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. so both of them are going to be in there. So now she has powers now. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, her journey as a character going through these kind of films like yeah. and other MCU pro properties. Um, I really, really like the actress a lot. So yeah. um, she's, mm. she's, really, she's really nice. Um, all right. So uh, that is it for WandaVision. That is it for the show. Uh, we're going to get out of here, people. Uh, Nick, where can people find you? All right, you can find me Twitter, Instagram at Night and Day Nick. Awesome, Chase. You can find me at Mr. Chase Mac. That's uh, spelled M R C H A Y S E M A C on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. And where can um, they find the show? Okay, so with the channel, we're on all the good social medias. We're on TikTok. Uh, we're doing that. We're on TikTok.com/slash/the Afternoon Tune. We're on Instagram. Instagram. 
facebook.com slash the afternoon tune we are also on facebook facebook.com slash the afternoon tune we are also on twitter at twitter.com slash slash the afternoon tune just everything always the afternoon tune you can email us at the afternoon tune at gmail.com of course you can always find us on youtube as well at youtube.com slash the afternoon tune we are also wherever you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts like spotify we're on there or on apple Podcasts, anchor so if you listen to podcasts in those different ways, we, you also can find us on that. Uh, Twitch at twitch.com uh, slash the afternoon tune. Uh, right now, taking a little bit of a break. I want to make sure I got the right equipment to stream it properly to make it look good. Um, notice like there's been some kind of like weird pixelation going on with some of the videos. Don't know if it's like my internet per se. Don't know if it's like the quality. Um, I'm using PS5, um, some of the settings. So I'm going to be adjusting that and getting back to that. But when we start streaming regularly, um, check for us Saturdays. Okay, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's what we're going to be usually doing, streams, uh, streaming games. Uh, uh, Money Grudge Match is going to come up between me and Chase. Okay? <laughs> uh, between um, Smash and Fighters, okay? It's going to be a good... your money, man. That's, that's... <laughs> you know, uh, good, good grudge match. You see how he's running from the grudge match, as you see right now. Hey, um, hey, he's, hey. he's running. The more shit yeah. you talk, the more I'm, I'm willing to take your money, but... You know, you know he's running from it as always uh but grudge if match prior, coming up if prior history has shown <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna get five dollars out of this at least uh, no <laughs> there's, there's no way first to five um in smash and in fighters i will win so people be there we're gonna set it up this is gonna be a more anticipated fight than maverick uh, versus joe robertson um, you know, this is, <laughs> this is gonna be intense. <laughs> this is gonna be intense, people. So yeah, this is gonna uh, be a smackdown, like she did when she elbowed that chick. <laughs> uh, all right. So to all you people out there listening, like to this, I hope you enjoyed listening to this, uh, and hope you had a good time. And to all you people out there, don't forget to always stay tuned. Stay tuned. Am I on a delay or something? Why do you?